Shvius, Perik Vav, Mishnah Aleph, 6.1. The point of this Mishnah is to lay out that there are three different zones with respect to the halachas of Shvius. That is, say, three different geographic regions in and around the land of Israel, uh, where the rules of Shvius are in different levels of implementation. The basis for these three zones is that originally, when the Jews came from Mitzrayim, from Egypt, We'll call them the Ole Mitzrayim, those who came from Egypt. Under the auspices of Joshua, they conquered the land of Israel. And the region of land they conquered was large, um, but in fact, not the entire area that was promised to Avram Avinu. Abram was promised a larger tract of land yet, but the part that the Jews under Joshua conquered in the land of Israel was sanctified, and that consecration was a Kedusha Lashata. It was a temporary consecration. That is to say that at some point, those the Jews under that first, what we'll call the Bais Rishon, the first commonwealth period, were exiled under the Babylonians. And when the Jews were exiled, the Kedusha, the sanctity of the land, and uh, the applicability of the Halachas of Shemitah, uh, went with it. When the Jews came back a second time from Babel, Babylonia, we'll call them the Ole Babel, the ones that came up from Babel, they were under the auspices of Ezra and his, his Bezdin. Many f- fewer Jews came, and the area of land they conquered in Israel was much smaller. So the second commonwealth, the Bayashani, under Ezra tract of sanctified land in Israel, is a smaller area than the original area conquered under Joshua. As a side point, but a very relevant one, it's not at all clear whether the Kedusha, the sanctification that Ezra and his Bezin established in the Second Commonwealth and during Baishani time was a Kedusha Lashata, just a temporary Kedusha, and when the next Second exile occurred under the Romans, that Kedusha also left, and therefore today we're in that period where there is no um, Doraisa application of the Lachaz Shemitah in the land of Israel, it's all Durabanan, or whether the Kedusha, the investment of sanctity that Ezra and his Bezin did, was not just a Kedusha Lashata, a temporary investment of sanctity, but a Kedusha Lashat Lavo, a sanctity that was intended to, and that would, um, Latid Lavo, go on forever. If the Kedusha indeed was not just Lashat, a temporary, but rather Latid Lavo for the future as well, so then that Kedusha is still invested in the land, and the land is still potentially um, subject to the Lachat Shemitah on a Doraisa level. Um, as a matter of further practical halacha, there's actually a further question whether or not just having sanctified land is sufficient um, for the Lachat Shemitah to be applicable on a Doraisa level, whether that's a necessary requirement, but not the only requirement, meaning it's necessary but not sufficient. It could be that as well you need to have the majority of Jews back in the land of Israel on that consecrated land, as well as the, the Yovel back in place, um, as it should be, for the halachas of Shemitah to be applicable in the So as a matter of practical, practical halacha, the assumption is that nowadays Shemitah is only a rabbinic requirement, even in the land of Israel. But we sort of went ahead of ourselves a little bit. The Mishnah isn't discussing that at all. The Mishnah is discussing simply 
in the time of Bayashen, in the time of the Mishnah, what are the boundaries of Israel that have the full-fledged obligations of Shemitah, as opposed to further boundaries where there's less than full-fledged obligation. But the reason why I did that whole introduction about the practical halach is, is because if we understand that the obligation to the requirement, I should say, of having the land being not just invested with Kedusha of sanctity, but also having the majority of Jews back in Israel, that those are both requirements for Shemit to, to be applicable with Orisa. So then during the time of the Mishnah, during Baisheni, all these halachas are only rabbinic in nature. There's no Doraisa obligation of Shemitah because the majority of Jews did not come back um, during Baisheni times in the Second Commonwealth. So then, conceptually, what this Mishnah is going to say is there are three zones. The first and primary zone is the zone that was reconquered by those who came up from Bavel in the Second Commonwealth, Baisheni. On that land, will have their full-blown restrictions of Shemitah, which the Mishnah will call um, that one may neither, the land may not be ne'evad there, can't be worked there. So the halachas of Shemitah, like digging the ground, pruning, um, you know, and harvesting, etc., those are forbidden. And also, lo ne'echal, the produce can't be eaten. According to the Bartanur, that means that in this zone, once the time of beer has passed, remember that is the time when, let's say you're talking about chickpeas. So you brought chickpeas into your house. The chickpeas, let's say they, they were Shemitah chickpeas. You could have them in your house. Um, but once the uh, chickpeas are no longer available in the in the uh, fields, so then you have to do beer on the chickpeas in your home. If you don't do beer on those chickpeas, so then they become now forbidden to eat. That's what the bartender learns we're talking about. Lo means produce past the time of beer can't be eaten. You'll recall there's also a separate discussion about what beer actually is, implicates. Um, so according to most, beer is taking it out of one's house and declaring it ownerless, hefker. And you'll recall from Mishnah not long ago, and we'll see more thoroughly in, in later on in the ninth parak that there's a question of after the declaring hefker ownerless, if it can be taken by anybody or just by poor people. According to the Rambam, beer requires destruction proper. He had a different gears, a different version of the text of the Mishnah. Be that as it may, the Bartanura learns lo ne'echal in our Mishnah means that it can't be eaten after the time of Biur. The Rambam himself learned that, that lo ne'echal, it may not, food may not be eaten in this region, means that there's an Isra Sfichen in place, that food that grew um, by itself, that is when it gets replanted every year. So since there's a rabbinic requirement it's a it's a gazera midrabban and the rabbi said we don't want people to be cheating and and um, saying that this particular food grew by itself in the shemitah year which would be permissible to eat but really cheat and plant it on purpose and break shemitah and therefore the rabbi said that all svich and all the foods that grow in the shemitah year that grow naturally um, but are the kind of food that you plant year after year those foods are svich and which are aser midrabban. The Rambam understands that lo one can't eat the foods in this region, is referring to eating sfichin, the rabbinic requirement. So again, the Mishnah is going to say there are three zones in Eretz Yisrael. The first zone is the zone that was conquered in Baishani time, and lo the land can't be worked, lo the food can't be eaten, either after the deadline of beer passes and it wasn't done properly, or sfichin. Then there'll be a second zone. That second zone will be a larger area, 
um, around the first area, which will include the lands that were conquered when the Jews came up from Mitzrayim, the Ole Mitzrayim, under Yoshua, under Joshua, and they conquered further north um, and perhaps also further east. Um, so that let's focus on the north. The, the region goes farther north, which was originally Eretz Yisrael, but is not invested in the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael during the Second Commonwealth and the time of the Mishnah. So we'll say in that second zone, it's more lenient. You still can't work the land, um, but there's no Isser of to not eat. Again, not eat would either mean according to Bartonura, not eat after the time of B, or according to Ram, not eat Sichan. Then there's the third zone, which is beyond that. And that third zone beyond that, there are no restrictions, neither restrictions on working the land, nor of eating the produce of the land in any way, because this land uh, never was under the control of the Jews and sanctified even in the Vice Rishon under Yoshua time. Um, just speaking out, it could be that we're talking about lands that were actually promised to Avram Avinu back in the Tanakh, but since they were never conquered by the Jews and invested with Kedusha, they do not get a many special status with um, the halachas, respect to the halachas of Shemitah. That's the mission outside. The mission inside reads, Shalosh Aratzos Lashvias. There are three different geographic regions with respect to the halachas of Shvias. Kol Shech Ziku Ole Bavel, all the land that was taken possession of by those who came up from Bavel under Ezra at the end of the Babylonian exile, Me'eretz Yisrael, from Eretz Yisrael, so this is an ambiguous term, it's not clear where exactly Eretz Yisrael is included, but it seems the mission understood it's where Jews are living in Eretz Yisrael, um, and don't forget there were plenty of other non-Jews living in Eretz Yisrael too, so presumably didn't include those areas. Va'ad Kaziv, going f- north up to the point of Kaziv. Now where Kaziv is, is not clear at all. Um, according to Bartonora, it's somewhere in the northeast of the country, and according to many others, it's the northwest. Um, I think the majority understand that Kaziv is the northwest, basically where we have, roughly, where we have today's modern Rosha Nikra, um, which indeed is basically the border with modern-day Lebanon. So in the Mishnah time also, the the Jews only got to Kaziv and not further. Um, fine, so further north than Kaziv, is already not part of the zone that the Ole Bavel conquered. So within that zone, however, south of Kaziv, I mean, as far as how south we're talking, it's not clear. Um, the lines are blurred because really no one lived in the Negev Desert. So when you start getting far south, you know, south of uh, Beersheba, at some point it's not being Israel. How far south is not clear. to be Mahmir down to the 30th parallel, 30 degrees north latitude, um, which is fairly far south in the Negev. Um, certainly, ex- it excludes, according to everybody, Elot. Elot, for example, is not part of Eretz Israel, according to anybody um, here. But exactly how far south is not clear at all. In any case, in that region, in Eretz Israel proper, going up to, but not including, Kaziv, the food there can't be eaten, according to Bartanura, once it passes the beer at stage without being having done beer properly, According to others like the Rambam, it means um, the Isra Sfichin um, isn't kicked in and is in effect. Below Ne'avat, and the land can't be worked. V'chol Shechziku Ole Mitzrayim, the larger area of land which was originally conquered during Bias Rishon by those who came up from Mitzrayim under Joshua, which includes not just to Kaziv but further north. Me'kaziv, Va'ad Hanahar, Va'ad Amana, going all the way north to the Nahar, the river. Which river? It's not clear. Vat Amana. This is some mountain where this mountain is also not clear. Um, some understand it's on the west coast. 
of Israel going up, some understand on the east coast, uh, during in the eastern, northeastern borders, wherever it is, that second region further north, um, Ne'achal, food could be eaten there in Shemitah year, meaning there's no Israel Svichan according to Rambam, or the issue of Beor. Um, another Peshat of Bartner brings actually is if someone broke Shemitah and planted, now can you eat it over there? And here the Rambam and Bartner says, yes, it could be eaten. It's another Peshat he gives. Avlo Ne'avad, but the restrictions of working the land still are in effect. Midrabanan, one can't work the land doing the uh, plowing, you know, harvesting, like reaping grain, collecting the grapes, pruning the pruning the grapevines, etc. That can't be done um, even in this second region north of Kaziv, all the way up to the Nahar and the river and to Amana. Minhanar va'amana v'lifnim. Beyond that, necha There are no restrictions at all with respect to shemitah. You can eat whatever you want and do whatever work you want to the land. Um, the actual words are hard to understand because minhanar va'amana from the river and amana, which were the northern borders of the second zone, v'lifnim, and inside is strange. It should probably say v'lechutz and further out. Um, so, Barton actually raises the question. It's not clear what the answer is and how to draw the picture. Um, but in any case, whatever it means, means further out away from Israel. At that point, it's then amana in the, in the river, whichever the river is. Um, at that point, it's no longer... Eretz in any way, even with the Rabban, even from the time of Joshua, and you can eat and work the land as much as you want.